Are you compassionate towards yourself? What do you do for self-care? How do you show yourself love? Follow Unwrap Wellness on Instagram and visit their website at www.unwrapwellness.com for inspirational content to help you mentally, physically, and spiritually. So season two, you know, we started off with listener questions, right? So many people sent in their questions, they needed advice on things, and you know, that was season two, the first episode of season two. That's how we entered in the season. But there was one question left that I really wanted to truly dissect it, and I felt like I couldn't dissect it on my own because it was missing a piece. It was missing something else, and that something else was a guest, specifically a male guest. And so today on the show, I have Sharif, my former co-worker and now friend on the show to discuss it. Hi, I'm Nicole Ebanks. I'm the host of Soul and Substance, the podcast. I'm also a journalist and a blogger, and I'm going to carry you through conversation where we're going to talk about those in-depth topics, those topics we're all afraid to talk about. I can guarantee you transparency, honesty, and pure realness because the perspectives come from my own, celebrities, locals, and you especially. Soul and Substance starts right now. Sheree. There's nothing much. No complaints. Peace, blessings, of course. Um, trying to survive, you know, like all of us in this world. That's all we can do, right? I mean, everything is coming at us. All we can do is just survive and try to survive, whatever that means, right? <laughs> Pray and survival. That's the best thing we can do. You know? Okay. Oh, Sheree, Sheree, Sheree. I don't know why I have invited you on this show today. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I'm going to clear up why. You know, I, I, I started off that way just because, you know, me and Sharifa go way back. Uh, we used to work together. Um, he always used to look out for me and just was always like positive, but he would always end off a positive note with some elaborate joke. <laughs> that I, <laughs> either he would get on my nerve or he would just have me dying laughing so <laughs> like what does like like jokes like this like what does the chicken oh, stand on the cross don't do it to right? them don't do it to them <laughs> Chick-fil-A run <laughs> no y'all don't look at him any mind okay this is what I have to deal with this is what I have to deal with for almost a year but <laughs> Despite that, I'm so glad that, you know, we have still cultivated a friendship outside of the workplace. And so, um, yeah, I had a listener who sent me a question. And, of course, I could have answered it on my own. I mean, they did send it to the podcast. But a question like this, I just needed another perspective to accompany my own, especially the male perspective. Oh, You know, there's plenty of men out there. So with that being said, Sharif's word isn't bond. Don't think that, oh my gosh, he's the only person who's gonna speak and he's the reflects the majority of the men. I mean, take the compliment away, don't you? I mean, come on. I was was like There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still I got you. Y'all see what I have to do with? I told y'all. I told y'all. But anywho, like, I just, again, I could have asked anybody. But, Sharif, you just kept, came into mind because not only our friendship, like I mentioned, but you give a perspective that I feel like people would be interested to hear, especially like where you're coming from. And then, you know, I want you to elaborate on that some more in today's episode. But... With that being said, let's just get into it, shall we? Shall we just act? Let me just, you know, throw out the question finally. No more teasers. First of all, you've already raised this bar so high. 
Um, and I have this beautiful big nose on my face, and I'm sweating on top of it. No, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it. Why not? We love the challenge, you know. Yeah, don't, don't be scared now. You're just cracking jokes a few seconds ago. Why, why are we scared? Why are we scared? Well, I had to stand in front of the, you know, auditorium where this principal put me on blast, so. Second, <laughs> I'm not the principal. <laughs> Let's go for it, Bob. Let's go okay. for it. So the question is, again, this is from a listener who sent me this question. Why is it harder for educated, successful people of color, especially Black women, to mm-hmm. find love? Well, first of all, I just want to say um, hello, viewers, uh, and hello, especially to the individual that has asked this question, because it's such a mm-hmm. it's a question that even from a guy's perspective, some guys will also ask the same question, right? Like, I'm I'm guess I'm going to be able to also ask you this question as well. Hopefully I can get some insight because some of my brothers have asked this question, the same thing, vice versa will be on a male, you know, male perspective kind of thing. So it's good to to have that question also being asked by a female perspective, you know, female asking for a male perspective. So yeah, that's I'm not mad at that one bit. And I think it's a conversation that both you and I could have and the audience could also have and uh, being able mm-hmm. to be involved into this and be able to, you know, say, wow, this is a question that most of us ask in some kind of a way, especially when you yeah. are out there in the dating world and you mm. just, just really want to find that person that yes. Mr. right or that Mr. that Mrs. Right, you know, it's so much mm-hmm. to it. So yes, absolutely. Let's go for it. All right. Okay. So should we just dissect this or just try to aim to ask the question first half, first off? I don't have do well the thing is I don't have a medical degree. I do have, you know, it's the other, you know, other side. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we could do this. We could do this. I, I think I could get a pass from the medical community. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so first of all, um, you know, we are our black woman is powerful. Yes, we are trendsetters, mothers, queens, princesses. I mean, the list can go on, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, it seems like few of us sometimes may not realize that value, you know, that she holds, you know. So that question that you ask is just kind of like, wow, uh, hopefully this, you know, the guys out there that are listening to this that, you know, may not hold those values. Hopefully they can change their mind and understand that this is power we're talking about. You know, this is. You know, we all been in school and we've been taught about where life started, you know, where we all coming from in some kind of way scientifically has been proven and all this stuff. So if all that is said and done, well, we should definitely be able to understand what the black woman is. Right. Yeah. You know, so. So, yeah. Um, I think from the side that we are on, of course, um, the West the West has a history, right? We all know the history um, and we all know the perception and the view that that history has actually labeled on Black women. Um, and, and what he's talking about, and correct me if you're wrong, hmm. uh, slavery, you know, and that whole, you know, if, for those who not reading between the lines. That's, oh, just, yeah. oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you um, clarified that. But yeah, absolutely. Slavery, colonization, all of that. Um, stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's in all, in all, it's just the stigma. It's that uh, stigma. Like it can be difficult. It can be, you know, this and that, that, you know, I've kind of heard a lot. I mean, I am a pan African. So I, even though I've heard, I've always been a champion, you know, on the other side of saying, whoa, whoa, calm down now, my brother, calm down now, my other brother. You know what I'm saying? This is not really what it is. You can't have dates one person. And all of a sudden, stigmatize an entire, yeah, like, come on, can you imagine, like, you date one guy, and all of a sudden, all black men ain't this, you know, ain't Mm -hmm. that, it's like, don't, you know. know. But it's funny, like, how that will change the whole narrative, Mm. you know, one opinion can truly shift, but I think that, again, in terms of, like, black women, um, it's unfortunate that 
whatever experience and it could be that one time like you said some of your fellows may have that one date and they go by that and generalize it further I feel like people want to further the narrative or the stereotype that black women are difficult um you know the angry black woman persona is true which it isn't and again I feel like that also plays a part as to why a lot of our successful black women are having a difficult time finding love because of that history again and what the current status is because okay look at it and I please Mm -hmm. someone can at me or whatever but they are, some of our black men tend to date outside the race. And so that third, if our own doesn't even want to truly date us, like, again, there is, black women are more outnumbered due to mass incarceration of black men. Right. Yes, that's, you know, that's definitely, but those who are here, it saddens me when, you know, they don't love um, our black women, like, you know, as we are, you know, how as we deserve, they don't date outside the race, and it's very questionable, questionable to me. Like I even read in an article, um, a black woman had mentioned that she saw a video where this black guy talked about how black women are proud individuals and will always remain single if they don't change. Well, why is that? Where did you come up with that conclusion? It's 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 again. Sometimes we um, it's out of ignorance, right? Um, mm-hmm. Self. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's a thing called self. I mean, because just like the same way we, you know, we brought up the subject matter of slavery. You know, we also understand that the men also have been emasculated in some kind of way throughout slavery. There's been yeah. some crazy things that have happened, and um, some things are generational. You know, um, it not even past all that. It's it's like you said, the mass carcer- um, incarceration, for example, um, also played a big role where a lot of the men are not in the house. And um, and when, when a lot of men are not in the house, you also have to understand it's not only the little girl that is left behind, it's also the son that is left yeah. behind, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. So, so that becomes kind of a, you know, a cyclical. It's kind of like a repetitious kind of a thing. So it's, that's why I say generational. So I have to be very careful um, even with my word choice, because we we have to understand that it's on both sides, right? And the perspective is on both sides, but the there's damage on both sides in some kind of way. And I'm not saying that Black women are damaged. I don't think we should even label that like in the form of a psychosis or anything like, no, no. It's, it's with you saying the less amount of men that was out there, um, with them being out there, we also know that when you incarcerate um, somebody, you know, especially the black man, you take them out the house, resources is scarce, right? Mm-hmm. For the mother, the mom has to do a whole lot more than mm-hmm. to provide, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, please cut me off at any moment or, you know what I'm saying? Um, no, 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 keep talking, keep yeah. talking, you're on to something. You want to so, so the mom is not there. I mean, the mom is there, but she is... She has to do what she has to do, and I will say, in our words, she has to do what she has to do. And you, to this day, you so hear a lot of women, you know. So she took that responsibility, those two roles, man and woman, you know. And she has to go out there and be strong. So that's where we get that strong black woman narrative, right? It's not, and I think that yeah. even that strong woman narrative has been so exploited, and and again turned into something negative when it's actually something positive and it was something that was that was necessary for her to do right and she passes those same now a kid picks up on that strong woman independence right and and you already know i'm not even i'm trying my best not to even say racism you know no that's not what it is but I mean, I, I hope that the audience are able to to sway and be able to pick these word choice out on their own. You know, like a no, like a we don't speak idea. transparency here on the podcast. That's what we do. So call it what it is. <laughs> so yeah, we do have systemic stuff and all that because the reason why yeah. that happened in the first place, systemic racism, mass incarceration, putting drugs in the community, enticing individual, weaponizing, you know, jail system and, and criminality all, you know, there's so much stuff that goes into systematic racism, right? But out of that, we've gotten a strong woman that had to provide. So 
you know, me personally, you know, I meet a woman, a black woman, and she shows those characteristics. It's not something for me to fear. It's something to know that this is a strong woman. This is a woman that is a go-getter. This is a woman that is that. So now fast forward, we hear now where they continue being go-getters. Now they're saying, you know, instead of me before, it was factory works. It was maid services. It was babysitting services. It was working for the, you know, W, you know, man. You know, I said W because I don't necessarily want to be too problematic out here. Um, The W man or the W woman is to, that's what they used to do. But as time goes on, what happened? We had the civil, the civil rights movements, you know, um, the few men that were left behind, the few men that were, um, you know, working hard and trying to get some kind of a ease, you know, um, worked hard and we started having specific rights and we started doing. So, of course, the, that strong woman is going to realize that why am I going to and it's a common sense. You don't have to be a woman for you to have this. Why would I want to? work hard at somebody else um, um, taking care of when they don't expect me, when they see me as, you know, in, in, you know, the N word, they see me as this, when I can reach guys, go to school, you know, get the degrees, become the CEO, become the entrepreneur, own my own thing. So that independence, like I say, again, if a true man, again, a true, a true African man or a true black man, we, you've known all of this history, which is facts. Mm-hmm. Why would you even think about spurring such rhetoric as she is too independent? Mm, I can't do anything with her because of that whole narrative of she's a strong black woman. You even said it like she's taken on roles because of absentee, you know, men out there, or you know, just have to pick up these pieces, and so. There's, you know, they see that and think like, okay, well, they don't need us. They always, you know, have this persona or this is what they take on. So it shows something to them too. But also like you mentioned that being a strong black woman is an admiration of sorts. And yeah, but I feel like it keeps us from being vulnerable. And so with that, again, you have some black men who are, or men period, who are just like, well, they don't need me. They're mm. all on their all on their own, clearly, and that's not fair. So I don't. Uh, it's uh, it's absolutely. But but let's let me let me. But I, I, again, I love what you just said, and and of course that can feel of a bit of a. Um, again, when the entire world views you as this and that, that in a negative light, you expect the black man to be protected, right? You expect him yeah. to be like, well, do we want. Dude, remember when you was in jail, when your grandfather, great-great-grandfather was in jail, or when your grandfather was... I was there for him, and I've always been there for him, right? I've always been there. I had to be both of us. (laughs) So, I thought, again, that should resonate to today's standard, today's time, where the Black men should be even more proud. Again, I guess maybe my profound or my high support and my perspective, which is a little bit more different um, from most of the American black men that I've heard, is because I'm coming from a different place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming from a cultural place, traditional place. Yeah, we were touched through colonization, but colonization in a form made us stronger. It was completely different because we saw that. We saw that, you know, even colonization, and that's what a lot of Black Americans may not know, and and I, I really, really, um, I'm asking my brothers and sisters out there to really study that part of of the motherland as well, because during colonization, um, things were done to the black woman. You know what I'm saying? Things were done to the black man. That 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 same kind of a thing was, you know, was also done. It may not be hundreds of years, but it was done. But that was done in Africa, but yet it made us strong. It made men to understand what the value of the woman is. So again, coming here, I'm a little bit surprised because I'm thinking, and I was raised by a single mom okay. um, for a while. You know what I'm saying? I was raised by a single mom. Now my dad was here. My dad brought me here and all this. So this is just a little backstory about me, a little bit I know. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trusting, believe it might come all together. 
But her, me seeing that as a black man is, whew, to this day, she is one of my greats, right? She's always going to be my greats, right? We and my country, I'm coming from, we went through wars. So imagine without a man and you're going through wars and this woman kept us alive, you know? So I am shocked that literally, if you kind of think about it, that's really what happened. So let's say the black, the um, there was a war here, racial war, and the woman had to protect the home. And when the guy was out there, whether he's fighting or not, he was out there. Why would I grow up then and hate a black woman and say she's not good enough? Mm, Why? I don't know. So I, I like I assure you, if you talk to a lot of Africans, they have this perspective. Like, why would you say that about you know your whether it's your grandma, your great grandma, your mom? Why would you even even say that in public? Why would you even say that? Not even in public. Why would you say that in a closet? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, why is this even a thought? Because yeah. you've seen her. You you've seen the struggles. You see what she had to go through. You you know it was not easy. You know the noodles time. You know the time that you had to go to bed pretty late because she had to, she was at work. You know the time that you know she had to drop you off school a little bit later than usual because she had to go to work or she had to make sure that she can catch the bus or be able to get a cough. You know all of that. So it's shocking to me, and this question that you're coming, that you're bringing, it's it's hard for me to answer because I don't see the black woman like that, and I think that if I don't see the black woman in any way or that negative foresight, I believe that African men should really rethink this entire thing where she's able to bring up that question and say, "Why don't you value us?" Because mm-hmm. if you truly don't value us. I mean, can anybody love your baby more than you? So I'll say this, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like as strong as you're talking, there are men just like you. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, like you, you know, you migrated to the States. You know what I mean? There are men here, too, who I feel like they value the Black woman. You know what I mean? They, well, they oh, yeah. naturally, mm-hmm. and so they revere them in such a way. So I wouldn't put it all on them, which is true. But that question that you're asking, like, it's very interesting. And, I, and and again, it's puzzling to me. And I don't think that we can truly dissect it. Like, there are so many factors no, to it. Like, too much, too much, mom. Why, why can't they, you know, why can't they see, you know, us in such a beautiful way, like, in this well, you know, extravagant way? It's a good but, thing that you even, even say that. And um, why can't they see us in this way? Well, then... Now we're going to pivot just a little bit as to the systematic aspect of things, because even though we are talking more about the, the core, you know, the, um, the mom, the dad. So let's talk about the influence of, of their others, appearance. you know, their, their, their appearance, because and society. And let's talk about the societal influence, right? Um, um, so I'm not even sorry if I pronounced that word correctly, but no, please, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to correct you, no <laughs> don't take me off the board now, <laughs> take me off the board, no, but let, let's, let's talk about it, so, um, and again, I'm, I'm going to give you just a, a perspective, just a little touch, a little, just a little touch, no, you know, um, we have media, we have, um, portraying again most of these things that you're saying it's hard for me to know how um how things are in florida truly without newspaper without any access to media any access to journalists and again the fact that you're a journalist you out of everybody definitely understand so this is a great day this is a great point you should understand that and the power of the media, the power of influence, the power of visual arts, the power of what we see, the power of music. You should know everything that is within the umbrella of entertainment and what we label today as entertainment, right? Plays a big role. Um, I remember back home, I had Jordans, right? My dad used to stand Jordans. This is before the war and when everything was good. My dad used to sell Jordans to me. Um, I didn't know what Jordans were. I was more attracted to 
the, the, the Nike, the one that lights up, because I was a kid at that time, the one that lights, the lights goes around the ring, and the, and the Reebok um, boost, you know, it's like the one that you pump, and it was, okay. it, that was what I was attracted to as a kid. I didn't realize how influential Michael Jordan was and how Jordans were important in our community until I came to the States. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I had, it's a big thing. <laughs> you said it's what? It's a big thing. Yeah. I was just like, I have so many of this. Here I, I was more interested in Nikes and, um, you know, Reeboks and stuff and, and um, FUBU. And, and uh, what's the other one? They had the... Um, um, uh, what's the what's the, the oh I can't I can't remember but I was more interested in stuff like that because it just looked really different to me right okay and one day a kid said what are those you know in uh, in back then why are you wearing those why I, I, I was like those are Jordans I have like a whole bunch back home I didn't know they were that important I didn't know they even they were expensive so that was that's an influence and. Mm-hmm. And me, so you seeing, start to change obviously the way how you dress. Of course. Oh yeah, that's what you're getting at. Go Absolutely, ahead. and it started impacting me. Right as a kid, it started impacting. So, so now instead of um, um, that, you know, the Reeboks. Now I have a little bit of a Nike Dunks. Now I have a little bit of a right. you say um, plastic. Uh, the power yeah, you know. Now I have these things. So that changes. So I'm just bringing that up to talk about the influence part. You know, the um, and and how that can changed the perception and views of an individual, period. It changed my entire identity, right? So now let's just say we are in a country that is biased towards our kind. And I've, I've faced racism here. I have, I have. It scared me the first time I ever, because back home where we're coming from, Caucasians are around and we treat them with welcome harm. So it was just kind of weird when I came here. It's just like, my first racist, I was shocked. Oh my God, this thing. It's actually is. A lot of Africans don't know what racism is until they come here. They're like, oh my God, this is really the thing. So we know that it exists there. So it's just kind of like knowing what the media portrays of us, portrays of our women, you know. Um, um, and we also have to be aware that I, as much as I'm saying the, the media as well, I'm also saying us, we have to be careful what we put out there. You know, right. my, my dad always tell me every time you go out, make sure, you know, your physical is very important. And I was like, what does that mean? Your physical is important. You know, you know, you got to represent, you got to represent, you got to represent. I didn't know what that means. Well, you just call, you know, now I'm this old. I, did, I, I finally understood that at age 25. And I'm like, wow, this is very important. You know, your perception and views and, 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 and everything else about you is important. Now, if I go out there depending on how I act, depending on what I do, it can affect my other brother that is coming after me, right? Mm-hmm. So, so again, I, I'm bringing up, I guess what I'm trying to say is media is, is how it it's influences, powerful. you know? I mean, I mean, think about, I mean, I could ask you, like, how do you think media affects the, the Black male? What, what does the media say about the Black male? The, the media says, um, and I hope, you know, no one fires me before I get hired. But... Uh, <laughs> I will protest for you. I got you. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But seriously, um, portrays the black man in a negative way. They're thugs. They're um lazy. They're criminals. They're uh no good and just they they're on drugs, sell drugs, you know, mm. all the negative things out there. And so like okay, back when we had the uh, like every time we have like rioting, I remember vaguely um, Baltimore. Mm. Freddie Gay, Freddie Gray died. I'm sorry, mm. and you know his senseless killing. And you know people are protesting, but the media only focus on, and you know the predominantly Baltimore tends to be predominantly black. Y'all forgive me if that's not true. But mm. they focus mainly on the rioting. The right. looting, where right. the majority, literally just a couple steps or just a block away, countless peaceful protesting going on. So, yet, so, mm. so pretty much, what I mean, what does that tell you right there? That they made it a focus. So that means that in a, they made it a focus in the media 
and they because everything we know about America is a capitalistic nation, and everything yeah. is about gains, um, financial gains. So mm-hmm. if whatever the media focus on clearly brings them revenue, right? So if it brings you revenue and you're doing it, if it's a revenue based kind of a thing, there is a there is a factor of of value in some kind of way. Like for example, um, it's not really example. So whenever it focuses on financial gains, that means that clearly there is an audience for it, and the audience gets what they want. So right. again, if the media is always focusing on the negative side. Yeah. Of the protest, who, yeah. who, whom within our society in America yeah. is focusing on the entertainment aspect of saying, look at those N words, look at them. Ooh, I'm so entertained. I'm going to call my cousin, my brothers, everybody else, so we can watch these N words. So, mm-hmm. again, that's the systematic aspect of things, right? And that's so, so and, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of story so maybe um people could understand again um I, again I'm coming from an outside world coming into this world and okay. um, given just a little bit so about that specific um conversation about um points about influence right what you just say like that negative side that thuggery that you know he's a hoodlum you know that if you wear a hoodie you must be stealing cars or be jacking things you know i'm gonna give yeah. you a little bit of how that impacted me as a black man my you know one of my first time um feeling that um i was mentoring and actually tutoring a uh at a university that is a is a International University, and it's located in um, it's Maryland. But it's, it's you know, um, in that school, there's a lot of um, kids that are coming from um, you know uh, throughout the world. Some from Portugal, Spain, um, you know, um, Saudi Arabia, Yemen. Um, some of them are coming from um, Iran, Turkey. Some of them are even coming from Pakistan and so forth. So it's a it's a vast international school that is just made up of all these different things. Now they're coming in there to learn the basics, mainly English, mainly basic math, you know, before they transition into college, they need to go through that. And I was one of the the tutors out there. So I remember, I remember, <laughs> and they go, you're gonna, you're gonna shock, you're gonna be shocked by this a little bit. So get ready to grasp, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally, you know how when class starts, especially first day, we have, we don't pretty much, we don't do anything but get to know each other. That's what most Right, yeah. There's always some deal, some, what is it? Like icebreaker. Yeah, pretty much. Like, get to know each other. Like, you're comfortable, you know, try to be comfortable because these people are going to be with you for the next six months. And you know, right. <laughs> so, so pretty much, I sat in the back. I had the syllabus and everything else printed out on, on the desk and everything else. Sat in the back. The students came in and automatically they see this, I guess, black guy sitting at the, at the back. And some of them, um, mind you, there was no black students amongst them. Um, there was not no blacks, really, because these are like, again, for you to be in that school, it's like international, but most of them are like dignitary diplomats, kind of a kid. So they're like high up there. Most of them, there was no black. And the areas they were coming from is just, yeah, there was no black. So a couple of them approached me. And the first thing they approached me with is the with the character, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm, I'm come on, I'm sure that you've had a moment where another another ethnic group has either touched your hair, right? Right. <laughs> or, or, or compliment your skin tone, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Violating like, my personal space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, compliment you in, in in something that's like, dude, this is okay, all right. Like you're beautiful for a black woman. And like what uh-huh. backhand comments. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, can I just be a beautiful person? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> But but they came up with the character, yo, 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 yo. And I was like, okay, um, yo, what's happening? What's going on? He goes, hey, um, you got some weed? Some weed? Uh-uh. Oh, they go, I'm trying to tell you. Uh-uh. I told you. I told you. Uh-uh. I told you. I was just kind of like, okay. Um, I was like, okay. Automa- automatically, I went in and I kicked his ass. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
No, but I'm sure you did one better when you got up front, didn't you? When you started that class. First of all, first, first of all, my the stuff I was imagining of doing to that kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, really the hell you didn't just think that I saw weird. So, yeah. but, 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 on, but serious, serious talk. Um, at the end of the class, that's, you know, that same group of individuals, I kind of held them back a little bit. And I and I'll say, hey, can I talk to you guys real quick? Mm-hmm. Say, why do you think that I sell weed? Because, because first of all, when I told them no, their facial expression, I don't know if you ever try to buy weed from somebody and they're all out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're trying, let's just say, period, you're trying to buy anything from somebody. At one minute they had it, but then all of a sudden they don't have it. That facial expression, it's like they give me that kid-like facial face, like disappointed, like, oh, no, he doesn't sell weed. And then mm-hmm. also this random look on their face, like surprise, like the way that you gasp is the same way, like, oh, man. So... Now I'm asking them now, like, why the gasp? Why you guys are so surprised? And they goes, well... The why did you even ask me that? Like, what? <laughs> mm, I'm sorry, I'm getting mad for you. This was years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they come out. They come out and they tell me this. Well, where we coming from, all we saw about you guys, especially Black Americans, is the yo-yo-yos, the character, and selling drugs. Oh, yeah. hmm. Back to oh. the media. Yeah, media. Exactly. See why I'm trying to tie these things together. So pretty much, I was just like, okay. But to me, you know, to them, I didn't go deep as far as explaining stuff to them. I just kind no, of that's their job I to just learn. About, I said, you know, I just, I just said a little phrase. I said, black. It's not all black people don't sell weed. I would hate for you to leave my class and go to another black man and ask him that question. I said, if you say that, that's like me coming to you because that that one of the kid, um, his name is Hamed and he's from Saudi. I said, that's like me coming to you and saying, um, do you do you have a bazooka? Do you have a gun? Do you have you know, uh, are you you bomb bomb, are you, yeah. bomb? you know, like no, like I said, right. no, no, don't do that. Don't be very careful with that. Be, keep, be very careful with it. But he said, it's not my fault. It's just what I thought you guys are. Whew, mama. <laughs> mama, tell me and that's, that. And that's unfortunate. But again, it goes back to media influence. Right. And then some of us believing that if we don't really step out and learn for ourselves and, you know, believe that that's not true. You know what I mean? Right. I but, think first so, of all, I mean, I mean, think about it. But I, f- I feel like first of all, um, the black woman is this. A black woman is that. But can we? It's funny because we all they are focusing so much on the negative part. But it's like, can we all stand up and give an applause that we have more black women graduating college and having more higher degrees than most ethnic group these days? That and don't we, make news. Can that we, make news, can, we can, can we talk about how CEOs I, right now at my job? You'd be surprised the amount of decorated black women that are there. Like literally, like I'm sure of it. We all know, but oh, do you think that they had a um, you know, the the stigma is the Shaniqua stance or whatever it is? Do you really think they were out there? I mean, I mean, Nicole, look at you, look at you, look at the way you speak, look at the way you are, the way you I mean, come on, I've I've met you. Do you really believe? And then this is that's why I say, I guess what I'm really trying to say is um it's hard for me to answer that question because to me personally. With the education that I have of knowing the existence of systematic racism, the existence of influence and in the media, the existence of um, our history, whether it's slavery or colonization, the existence of the, the handling of us, the existence of all of this stuff, it's hard for me to answer that specific question. Why educated Black women are not finding men? I don't think that the men's are not out there. I don't think that, you know, um, that again, that because every time I've heard so many individuals, every time they say that, the the next thing they come and say is, well, um, she should settle. She should lower but, standards. But that's <laughs> what I was going to get at. Okay. So it's like, okay. I, I like to read. So <laughs> there's a message. Boo. 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 <laughs> Uh, book nerds out there, y'all stand up. Y'all stand up. Nothing like a good book. I'm trying to tell you, Mama. Trust and believe. 
I am a decorated journalist and reporter and avid reader, okay? And you should walk into our office. Oh, my goodness. You get so much motivational speech. By the time you, by the time you walk out, you are Fortune 5 in that company. <laughs> That's right. So, anyway, I was reading um, Essence Magazine, and there was a particular article where they featured two matchmakers. Y'all can... Tell me how you feel about matchmakers another day. But anywho, they recorded that black women are looking for an old school way of courting, whereas other women from other races tend to be more aggressive. And that word aggressive tied to a black woman is, you know, it has so much history as we talked about. But they also said that, you know, are black women not willing to settle? Are they too picky? Like, again, like, there are black men who are, you know, they date us, they marry us. Well, so that exists, you know, like I said earlier. But do you think that part, partially some of us black women are to blame? Um, no and yes. And I'm saying no um, because, no, that you can't blame. And I'm saying yes. Um... Yes, I'm saying yes or no because I mean, um, it's it's like I said, it's a generational thing, right? So, fast forward now, let's just say, um, decade ago or so, um, that same girl, or you know, that same girl that is now graduating got a master's, where she had to see her mom go through that, right? That struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And so she said, I don't want the same thing that my mom has gone through, right? She worked hard. She went to school. She focused, right? She went to school. She focused. She said, I'm going to get the higher degree. Right. She want to break the cycle. Right. Did she want to break? Here we go. Thank you. Keyword, (laughs) the cycle. So the black woman has gotten to the point now where we at, where she is breaking the cycle to a higher percentage than the black man. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem right there. Now, Imagine if a cycle is broken, you, you know, we got 50 black women in a the community. They've all gotten degrees. Break the cycle of that generational curse or that generational stop and all this stuff. And, and notice the mom, notice everything else was very, and they always do say that women pay more attention than men. Some kind of like, but she broke that, right? Mm-hmm. And she broke it. Um, 50, 50 black women in the neighborhood, um, out of those 50, 25 to maybe even 40 of them have broke that cycle. Well, if there are 50 black women in that neighborhood, there's 50 male black men, and they have not broke the cycle at, they are at 20% or 15%, of course there's going to be less men out there. Because yeah, there's be less men, but you have, again, you have some... Men who are, yeah, who are equal in you in that way. Baby, okay, I'm going to put myself but, on black. But, but that would be a ratio. That would be a ratio. That would be, that would be 40 women that has that level, right? They've been there, worked their heart. First of all, when you work, when you go through all of this, it shows, there's a reason why when you go to the job market and they will hire somebody with a degree and an experience combined, right? Fastly, if you have those two, great. So what is the experience that the black woman had to go through? She had to experience the mom and everything else, boom, and then she gets the degree, right? Yeah. So now she's looking for a man, which is for the job and all this stuff. She wants to make sure that his resume fits as well in some kind and of way. And that's true, and that's fine, and I can say that too. But there's also a part of it, I put myself on blast. I put myself on blast. <laughs> oh, she's doing it. She's doing it. <laughs> Go ahead. When, when I'm out here in these days, judgment free zone. You're fine. You're fine. I really need to hear this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm out in these dating streets, I can honestly say that yes. My mom. Okay, my mom is from Jamaica, so of course I've always known her to have two jobs. Her and my dad have been married for almost fifty years. Ooh, congratulations! Okay? Excellence. Fine. That's great. However, I noticed that, yes, she was, at to, you know, 
at some point the breadwinner over my father, right? Mm-hmm. And so seeing that, seeing her work multiple jobs, I know for a fact I don't want that. You know what I mean? Right. And so with that, I want someone who is either on my same level financially edu- or educationally, just keeping it honest, but also someone who is also going to be a provider. And so I'm looking for that in, in a mate because I've seen it. Not saying that my dad didn't provide. And, I, you know, obviously people can provide in other ways other than monetarily and that's very important but i think when it comes to dating we tend to yeah we try to look up someone who's going to match up to us and i'm not going to lie if someone is interested you know interesting to me and if we vibe a bit but yet maybe not degrees but he has a job that's something i'm not i may not think will provide as much financially, I may second guess moving forward. Mm. I mean, you know? okay, okay. So, so let's look at this, right? And and I'm glad that you said it. Yeah, of course. Then the we talk about choice. Now we're talking about more like choice, right? You are given a choice, right? And but that might be hindering me from finding my true love. We can grow together. But that's what that's but that's what it is, though. Like, I mean, but this is what it. The reason why I said choice again, I when I give the yes or no is then I was going to talk more about the choice aspect of what we are. And we're talking about the choice, the love aspect, you know what I'm saying? All of these stuff else that comes into it. And it's left to the individual. Yes, you were successful, you've made it and all this stuff, but it's left to the individual because we all know that money can't buy happiness, right? Not at all. We all know that, you know what I'm saying, loneliness is, oh my goodness, terrible. Like being lonely at a specific age as you get older, it's terrible. We nobody wants to be lonely. Nobody won't don't want to find love. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think that the focus should be all you know. Uh, why is that? I think that it's just kind of like, um, like like for example, where where, where we coming from? Right, where I'm coming from, um, it's ingrained. It is something that that, and the reason why I keep bringing these struggles and all of these stuff, it's it becomes ingrained in you um where you start looking and this is why i say it's not the woman fault and it's it's hard for me to to really pin it on all the women because i'm coming from some somewhere and i remember african women i'm going to tell you this right now when an african woman look if you're not famous of course you know there's a different level for being famous and ultra rich right but african women will approach you um, they, I mean, they won't approach you. If you approach them, right, the question that they ask you, first of all, is, do you have a degree? Do you have, do you have, do you, have you been to school? Mm. Um, you know, um, what is your aspiration? What is your goal? The reason why she asks that question, because since we were little, even though I had a single mom that raised me back home and aunties that raised me back home, they ingrained. My grandfather also was part of it as well. Some of my uncles were part of it. They also ingrained that, well, son, as you get older, you will want to get married. And when you are looking for a wife, these are the questions that she's going to ask you. So prepare before that time comes. And the preparation entails me going to school, Becoming a trader, being good at my job, because don't get it wrong. When I said, well, I guess, I guess the, the the thing about here is, you know, um, in this generation, some in some kind of a way, is that I remember I, I heard this story. I know you heard about this virus story where um, a woman, a black woman, goes and said, "I can't date a man that doesn't make six figures." Yeah, on, let's, you know, that's what I'm saying. Be realistic. Thank you. With your choice, right? Be realistic with your choice, Mm -hmm. right? Because are you the type of woman to back up a man like that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, whatever you're asking for, are you that person to compliment that? Like you said, that whole realistic aspect. You got to look at it from your point of view as well. Right. Be realistic with your choice, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you, because there's pros and cons to settling. Right, yeah. because if you settle, if, because if it's, if a guy that comes by and you're settling because your time clock, your 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 clock is ticking and all this stuff, you most likely you, might be miserable. Yeah. Yes, and not only that, but but this is what you're not even even thinking about. The kids will have to repeat that same cycle. Yeah. Oh, so my settled. That settled. Okay. 
So do you see? So this is the reason why I'm saying yes and no. And I'm also giving the aspect of choice and reality. So it's a cultural thing for me because I, Nicole, I challenge you. You find an African man and his expectation is he's, he should already know his expectations, right? From him meeting you because he also is going to ask a question and there's a glow, there's a different move, there's a different sway about you, there's a different, everything about you is, is it's, you can tell the, the level of achievement you've, you've gotten, right? And if I'm approaching you, I have to make sure that I'm correct, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's common sense, because again, you guys are not chasing the man, it's the man chasing you. So the question, that's why I say it's hard for me to answer this because the real question really is, is why are black men scared to chase um, women that have actually worked hard and become this at this highest level? Well, the, I'm speaking now from a man point of view so that other brothers could understand. Well, there's different characteristics, there's different attributes that can stop us. First, I'm not on your level. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared, insecure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have been lazying myself around. When you was in high school getting 3.0s, I was getting 1.0s, you know what I'm saying? When there was trade school available and I went to Thomas Edison, let's say, for example, I lazy around. I didn't even get my mechanic license. All this time I've been lazying around, lazing around. So now I'm thinking like, oh my God, all this time and all this, this, this. I'm not saying that love is not going to be there. I'm not saying that you're not going to be able to raise grow the individual or be able to build with the individual motivate the individual but that's where your choice comes in play because now we have to look at is this person really because you cannot achieve all of this and still be good at taking care of your mom you could you mm-hmm. cannot achieve all of this and you still be good right. at providing. you know mm-hmm. you you may not able to to achieve all of this stuff but you're a breadwinner you are hard working oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so that's what you as remember i'm the suitor like I'm, I mean, I'm literally coming to woo you, and it's for you to make the choice. How is this man fit? And when I say fit, there's a different categorization to the fitting aspect. Whether he may not have, he may lack a degree, but he still works a trade job that gives him seventy thousand dollars a year, and he may not have that that um, acclamation as far as a CEO goes, but he's inspired enough to move from this trade one day to have his own bus or truck company, right? Mm-hmm, his own business, so entrepreneur. So that's why, this, this is the reason why I'm saying yes and no, because I'm saying no because of, of, of all of this stuff, because also the man has to hold um, accountable as well. And I'm saying, yes, you are. Yes, you also are, because you also have to hold yourself accountable with your choices. You know, mm-hmm. I've had moments where, I mean, I, as a man, I'm approaching a woman. Do you not think that, first of all, um, I'm going to tell you something about one of my pet peeves on black women that I, I, I cannot stand, the bonnets. Hi. The bonnets, wearing the bonnets in in the stores or going out with the bonnets, I can't. We stand gotta protect that. our hair. Oh no! <laughs> trust me, I have been with nothing but natural women, and I have never seen any of them walk outside. Because remember, where I told you the way I was raised and the way we are is physical appearance plays a big role. Remember mm-hmm. that perception and views. Again, I'm bringing up back that media because those cameras would have never caught that ratchet black woman if she wasn't ratchet. Mm. right so you just happen to wear your bonnet that day and all of a sudden abc news is outside now you're on the television with your bonnet on with some <laughs> other, you know like you just look rough as hell and you want to speak and then now the entire world gets to see you now the kids in saudi arabia think it's this now the next time they see a black woman they expect her to be ratchet and all this stuff now they're going to approach her sideways instead of giving her the respect because she didn't make those decisions on how she can be affected out there or how her daughter may be perceived. Do you understand why I'm I'm trying to tie this? I know, I know, I know we're just tying. So let me ask you this. (laughs) Let me ask you this, sis. So you want to go off of our bonnets. Like, no, no, no. I know know you're... It really gets me. Like, I can't stand it. I don't know why. I mean, can you 
Come on, come on, I mean, come on. Think about it. There's something about about men that you can't stand. But for me, it's it's bonnets, man. You're right. You're right. right. You're right. And that's an honest thing. And representation (laughs) of self says a lot about because you know first impressions are everything. Because I I mean, remember to the other individual, other ethnic group, when they see that, because bonnets is being stigmatized as ratchet. Right yeah, when they ghetto. That, mm-hmm. it's ghetto. So when they see that, it's like mm, there comes that ghetto girl. You know, he's even though he's successful, even though she's successful, he is not gonna know that because physical appearance is what everything. Right? It's mm-hmm. the first. It's the first step. It's the first door to me knowing you is me liking your physical. So if that bonnet, I'm just speaking from my point of view. If I'm walking, and even though you have multiple degrees, you've worked your ass over your CEO and all that, and you have that bonnet, I'm not going to think CEO. I'm not going to even, I'm not even going to be able to excel to the next question. Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm completely going to go the other way around. Mm-hmm. Because again, that perception and that view on that stuff, right? And to me, it says a lot. If you, you know, to me, where I'm coming from, and mom, and you know, the way I was raised, if she's able to come out like this and not care, then me being with her, you know what I'm saying? Is that shouldn't, me, care. I shouldn't care about that. You know, it matters. Pretty much. So it says a lot. So Okay. So let so me That's where my this. guess you come from. This is a very thing. <laughs> okay. So we, we, we touched on a lot, right? We did. A lot. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's appropriate <laughs> to put our money where our mouth is. Ooh. I mean, it got expensive just now. This is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> this is expensive. This ain't no Fendi. This is expensive. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Mama. Go ahead. Which is, which is, um, are you backing up everything that you touched on today? And so I ask that. Um, I, I, I believe you have a special someone in your life. You know. Oh, I, I mean, there, there's two special people, but we know who who tops the cake, <laughs> and, and you can fill us in on that. And, Look, uh, um, I'm a I'm a blessed man, right? I have a a beautiful, beautiful um um queen. Yes, Jesse. Um, <laughs> give you a beautiful uh, boy, um, and Aww. you know, you know, see my life, and this is. You know, I, I hate to use the word black so much, right? Because mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, I remember as a kid, I was so puzzled. Um, coming to America was the first time I've heard that. Being in America is the only time that I'm actually even here black. Because when we come from, we don't we don't see ourselves black, you know. We are brown skin, you know. We are, you know, a bit of a lighter skin. You know, we have different, different ivory we have different difficult so black is you know here it's like it's constantly reminding you that you're black it's like that um, predictive programming in some kind of a way where you you do a resume you do an application it's black on your on the applications you go to the bmv the mba it's are you black or this you do this it's like they constantly remind you about different color and this is that why i say america itself it's it's like a it's, it's an oxymoron. It's like, oh, we are a free nation, but yet they're always categorizing people, right? And it's weird. But I don't like using that, but she is a wonderful, wonderful queen. She's an um, ebony skin tone <laughs> queen. Um, and she is my life. And, and I will hate myself, um, not only her, my, my mom made me, my dad made me. You know, I will hate to... Um, keep the stereotype going. I would hate to say that she is not powerful. I would hate to say that he is not powerful and really come to the to the understanding to say that, um, you know, we also have to hold ourselves accountable and, and responsibility and understand whatever we put out there is what the rest of the world sees. And if I can just say this um, before um, anything else, I want to say that there are about 40 million plus more acts in America well, did you know, this is a fun fact, did you know that America, the greatest export of America is not its, you know, oil, its guns, uh, its, you know, its democracy in some kind of way. The greatest influence, the greatest 
thing that is exported out of this country is the culture and and the the view. CNN is all over the world. Every country has a CNN. Every country have an MSNBC. Like CNN is the free channel. Like literally, in every country you go, there's a CNN Arab. There's a CNN Turkey. There's there's okay. So you said the, the culture. The culture is what is exported out, and so us here, we literally. I mean, how many times have you heard? We we are the one to start the trends. Well, guess what? Your little dance. It's going to Africa. It's going to Saudi Arabia. It's going to Sudan. It's going to all of these places. Your Nicki Minaj, your Beyonce. In fact, I knew about Tupac before I even saw Tupac. Mm. Right? You know, so your Biggie Smalls, all of these things literally are going out there. So to my brothers and sisters, what we do here affects the rest of the one point or probably even two to three, I can't get the math, but billions of black individuals on planet earth is being affected by what we do here. So for me personally, I have heard many men, a lot of my friends don't like that bonnet. So you walking out with that bonnet and then it's being seen on television, and then it's being seen on the television, um, then you impacting everybody else out there. I mean, you know, you impacting everybody else out there to have the the systematic views that's already been put in the uh, you know in play. That you know, all you influencing all of these things, and you giving them the rhetoric, and you giving them that okay, so to to say what they're saying. So I guess what I'm trying to say in a nutshell is responsibility. Let's all be responsible and understand the hard work our forefathers have gone. You know, have have put in through the 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 stain, the 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 pain, the suffering, all this stuff. Let's let's bring it back. Let's understand that you know they work hard. They did a lot of sacrifice, and let's not be a character. You know, let's let's understand what it what it does. Think about the physical. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, and and again, we're just gonna. I think it's best that we just. Stop there because like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? I'm not coming to you off, but seriously, I think you know, like I referenced earlier in the podcast, is that you're gonna again, you're a type of person that's gonna give us a different viewpoint that's very interesting. And um, this is a topic that again, we can go on and on. I apologize to the listener if we truly didn't narrow down on an answer and mm-hmm. I think this says a lot about that this is something that you know truly has a lot of moving parts to it and oh absolutely there you know everybody is different nobody's alike so what 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 we we may conclude and say is the answer it may not be true for everybody that is absolutely true right, right. you know right. and so all I would say is and you know I'll let Sharif I'll let you give the last word but again Finding love today, it's not easy. Mm. It's not. You know, me, I'm on that, you know, train still. And I'm, you know, going to pray to Lord that that day will come, you know, when the time's appropriate. But again, um, finding love, it's difficult today. But so when it does come around, don't settle. No. But be open to, you know, what what it can possibly do to change your life. And how what beautiful of a union you two can create with each other. Mm, I like that. That's wow. That's that's beautiful. That's, um, that, that should be the focus in finding absolutely. anyone. How absolutely. can you truly, you know, make the world a better place? And I hate to sound so cliche, but yeah, what what greatness you two can do together? That's what cool. it boils down to. Oh yeah, I mean, and 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 there's a, um, I, I'm a married man, so the key word I'm gonna throw out. Um, even before marriage, there's a relationship and there's me. Um, let's understand the word of compromise, mm. right? Let's understand Ooh. that word. Go um, okay. Yeah, you know, and trust me, if you understand compromise, what you're willing to let go, what you're willing to get new, and what you're willing to work with, there are men out there. And um, I'm not saying lower your standards. I'm saying lower it if you want to, but also understand the repercussion you become with 
you lowering your standards. And if you are lowering, if good or bad, pretty much, but the word is compromise, mm. you know, compromise and be realistic. And, and, and you know, those goes a long way. And um, if we all can do this, um, especially, you know, black women, then by all means do what you have to do and you got the blessings, but it's compromise and be realistic with your choices and be aware of, of yourself, but never, never, ever, I would never tell a black woman to lower her standards. I would tell her know when to compromise and base that on reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You are always a joy. I miss you guys so much. Um, <laughs> and I really want to say thank you. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. Everybody support my sister here. She is um, bringing all these different topics, trying to focus, trying to give us an understanding. Mind you that she's not doing it, doing this for anybody else. She's doing it for us. She's doing it for, um, you know, education, knowledge, you know, a bit of a wisdom in it. And every once in a while we get laughter. But let's let's appreciate her for all the work that she's she's doing. And let's just bless her to her getting to wherever she wants to get to in this world with no stress and um, support. I think that's the ultimate thing is, you know, compromise, you know, and um, support. Let's support one another, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate you. You're welcome. And I received all of that. Thank you so much. Do you have one last joke for us? You know, you got to end on a corny note. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look on the bright side. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it was a pleasure to have a dream. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we will be right back. Well, Sharifa and I tried our best to answer the listener's question today. So what do you think about all that we said in response? And how do you ultimately answer the listener's question? I love you and I mean it. Peace. Soul and Substance was produced by Nicole Ebanks. The Soul and Substance theme song was produced by Lawrence Ebanks. If you would like to ask for advice or leave comments, send an email to soulandsubstance25 at gmail.com. For blog posts, visit soulandsub.wordpress.com and follow us on Instagram at soul.n.substance. That's S-O-U-L dot N dot S-U-B-S-T-A-N-C-E.